What is up? What is up? Welcome to Real Men Talk. All right, so today we are going to be talking about the power of choice. Have you ever asked yourself, why did Adam and Eve make the choices that they made that basically damned the world into perpetual sin? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Have you ever asked yourself the question of, why do I make the choices that I make, and do the choices that I make affect the people around us? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What up, what up, what up? All right, guys, we're here with Kyler Sal. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys, what's up? All right, so today we're going to be talking about power of choice. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting the, the choices that um, you see that have put us in the... Um, put the world in the shape that it's in today. And it all started from one choice um, of Adam and Eve and and them partaking of the fruit. And that choice has pretty well damned the earth into perpetual sin. And so, you know, you, you look at how difficult the world is today, you know, it, it, even as, as Christians to live in, to sustain, and to take that and, and be like, and you can pinpoint exactly, exactly what happened, when it happened. And, you know, we're like, gum. You know, come on, come on, Adam. You know, what what were you thinking, dude? You, you know, right? You had all these choices. You had so many, so many good choices back in back in the day, back in their time, back in the good old times. You, the only wrong choice that you can make is eating of the tree of good and evil. Literally, the only wrong choice that you can make. You can do so many other things, and you chose. I'm gonna eat that apple. Really. Let's 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 talk about that because I would right. like to talk to you about that because now we're just in perpetual struggle with our flesh and our spirit all the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it all it all boils down, and really, really, it's all the same. It's all the same gesture, you know. Mm-hmm. Even today, the the choices or the the temptation that that we see today, the um, the things that we deal with. Um, in today's society, still ask the same question: Did God really? You know, and it was it was that that choice to entertain that thought. That's that's where it all started. That's where everything started from. Was was entertain the thought of Did God really say? Mm-hmm. You know, did God really say that you're not? You know, that you'll die. It, you know, if you eat from that fruit, because really what's really going to happen is you're just going to be like God, you know, and, and this is and this is the struggle. Instead of just being like, no, God said, God said no. So that's that's it. Eve began to entertain this thought Adam, and Adam begin mm-hmm. to entertain this thought of. Did, well, did did God did God really say did God really say that? That, that we would die, you know. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't want us to be like him. 
maybe you know what what could be the big deal right maybe that's not what he actually meant he he really meant something else we're not going to actually die we're just going to you know maybe we'll know a little bit more right but th- and, and y- yeah and we twist it to you know that's not what he actually meant right you know, and we see that we see that today we see that same same thing today in you know mm-hmm. did god really say there's only two genders no. you know did, there's did, actually did, 27 Right. Yeah. You know, and I know I know it seems like we always go there, but this is like the most prevalent thing that you know, I almost get tired of talking about it to be real honest with you. Mm-hmm. But it's the most prevalent thing that we are dealing with, you know, our children are dealing with, our you, you know, society even our church is dealing with. But did you know, but that thought of did God really say that there's only two genders? Did God really say that you, you know, you have to be married before you can live with a woman? Did, did God really say that, you know, we can't explore our sexuality before we're married? You know, and, and so it's the, it's these these thoughts, and it's all the same thing that even Adam and Eve dealt with then. And the choices that, that lead to those decisions that, that come out of entertaining these thoughts, I should say, the choices that come out of entertaining these thoughts— can have detrimental impact on your family, on your spirituality, on you know the the people around you, the the people that you influence, and and you see these, and you see people today, and as you read the Word of God, you you know I I can't remember exactly where we're at in in our Bible reading, but um you know you even see this stuff even now, you you know then. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It, then you know through through the book of Exodus and 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 all this stuff, you know, them going over into the uh to the promised land, you know, all this good stuff. You you see these the same things that you know, you know the old saying, uh there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all we're all still dealing with the same things that Adam and Eve dealt with in the very beginning. Right. And in Deuteronomy, God talks about or God talks to us and says, today I've given you two choices. You have between life and between death, between blessings and curses. So now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make, and I hope that you would choose life. That's Deuteronomy 30, 19. And that's ultimately, that's ultimately what our choices lead to. They're either going to lead us to life in God, or they're going to lead us to death. And that's, that's how the Israelites throughout the whole book were, we just finished up Exodus and we're in Leviticus and he's given all the law and stuff. But when they even had God, they had God with them. They just finished building the tabernacle. Um, God dwelt with them. He went up to, no, I'm sorry. It was right before this. God, Moses went up to get the 10 commandments off the mountain. Well, he was up there for, for, for so long. I mean, the Lord had done all this magnificent stuff. He had pulled them out of Egypt. He had blessed them. He had given, he made the Egyptians give them all their wealth and their gold and everything. I mean, they left better than they came. And so, and there were 600,000 men. And so they had plenty of things that could overcome whatever God paved their way. And when Moses went up on the mountain, they chose death. They chose to build an idol. They chose to worship this idol 
so that they could say thank you. They chose to go back. They chose to not take the path that God led them through. And that's what their choices did. God almost wanted to destroy them up on the top of the mountain. He goes, let me just destroy them. Let me kill them. Let me take them out and let me start all over with Moses. And at that moment, they chose death. They didn't choose life. They weren't going to choose life. They were going to choose what was right there in the moment. And that's how sometimes we see our, our, uh, our decisions. We see them in the moment. We, there's this big thing. I mean, if you ever look at the back of a Jeep on the big wheel, it says life is good or live in the moment or something, Mm -hmm. but that live in the moment saying, yes, I mean, it's good to live in the moment, you know, cherish the moments. But when you're talking about your decisions, you can't just live in that moment. Your decisions are going to have a domino effect. It's going to pave the path that you're going to take. And ultimately, you have to make sure that whatever path is going to bring you to Jesus in the situation. And a lot of the times, that's not what happens. So a lot of the times, the paths that we choose, we choose our own path. We choose our own flesh. And that's going to allow the enemy to work. And uh, this, uh, I was looking up different um articles because I mean this is not the first time somebody's talked about choices I mean people talk about choices and the power all the time and this article I was reading they said there's three things one path brings Jesus into the situation one path bring allows the enemy to the work one releases light the other is filled with darkness one brings blessings and the other brings curses and that's just it's what it is you're either going to choose Jesus or you're not going to choose Jesus and you've got you. We have to watch those situations. I mean, if God's chosen people, the Israelites, were willing to throw Jesus to the side, and you know, after He's proven, I mean, He's sitting there, He's dwelling w- with them. They can see Him, they can uh, feel Him. Yes, they're exactly. leading by a pillar of fire and clouds, and He's right there with them, communing with them, talking to them, almost like back in Genesis. I mean, obviously, we know that Adam and Eve had a different walk with God. But, I mean, he's given them all he's got without, you know, killing them because if they see the Lord, that's what would happen because he's he's so, I mean, we can't even fathom what God is. And so when we're looking at them in that situation, they're, they're with him. They're right there. And if it was hard for them, we can't even imagine how hard it is for us. And he understands that. But right. we still have to. That doesn't give us an excuse about our choices. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to expound on something, you know, you, you had mentioned that, you know, every choice will lead to, to one of two things. It's either going to lead to life or it's going to lead to death. And, you know, of course, you know, God himself and, and everybody, you, you know, we hope that everybody chooses life, you know, but James chapter one, verses 14 says, but each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. And this is such a beautiful picture. Well, I say beautiful picture. It's not really a beautiful picture. It's it, it, it's a it's a well placed picture, a well designed mm-hmm. picture of of those choices. There is no we like to we like to think about a gray area. You know, everybody likes a gray area. You know that you you know. Well, I can dabble in this for a little bit. You know, and maybe it won't have any like detrimental consequences or anything. But the truth is, is that every single decision that we make leads to either life or death. And you know, this is the and this is the reason why I tell people all the time. The men in in our, in our men's group and men that that I I will counsel and stuff. We have to get to a place that we understand that every decision that we make has a, a you know, you have, uh, what is that? Is that uh, Newton's law? You, you know, every action has an opposite and equal reaction. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, there's For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's law exactly. Of yes. 
So the same thing in the spiritual realm. Every decision that we make has got a a, a equal or opposite reaction. Everything. Right. Right. You, you know, you every every decision that we make, every choice that we make, will either it, it will either produce life, or it's going to be, or it's going to produce death. And just as sometimes when we don't see the outcome, you know, if you witness to somebody, you know, let's say you plant that little seed or whatever, somebody else may water it, okay, mm-hmm. and you never see it, you never see the outcome of that life, but it was planted. The same thing is with sin. So when you make the wrong choice, you may not see the outcome of death in that person's life or in in this situation, but that same seed is sowed, you know, except for a seed of life being so it's a seed of death and it will be, it has the same opportunity to be stirred and grown and, and, and watered and have a negative outcome versus a positive outcome just because we don't see all the time the consequences of our actions doesn't mean that every action that we have doesn't have a consequence right every action is going to develop either your spiritual man or your carnal man we're either going to act in the flesh we're going to act in the spirit and it's the walk is not easy it's not meant to be easy god never said that every decision that you're going to make is going to be an easy situation because there are some times that our choices god just sits back and he goes just choose me just right. just come to me just for just a second choose me and a lot of the times we feed the carnal man we feed the flesh we we act in our flesh because we act with what feels good and it's it's not meant to be easy if God right. wanted it to be easy, then every single person, there wouldn't be true love. He just, he wants us to choose us from the very beginning. And you can see that with that choice. He gave them the choice to eat from the tree of good and evil. He gave them the choice. He never meant to control us. He never wanted to control us. He wanted to give us the free will because you can't fully love somebody if you're controlling them. If you're forcing right. them to be with you, that's not love. It's almost like, think of it like an arranged marriage. If you're being forced to marry somebody, you're going to actually love them. You might develop a love for them later, but that doesn't mean you're going to sit there and you're going to love them day in and day out. You're always going to have that reminder of what could be, what could not be. You're always going to think, okay, well, I'm forced to be here, so do I actually want to be here? Right. And God, God doesn't want that. He wants you to develop your spiritual man, and we do that by making the choices. We do that by making sure that we are feeding and we are strengthening our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Because that's what it is. Each each step that we take goes through, and it um, it feeds either one or the other, and it's going to feed your mind, your body, your emotions, your spirit, everything. And Josh Reasons, our uh, uh, one of our associate pastor, our discipleship pastor, I think, um, on Wednesday night, he talked about that. He talks about how you can either operate in your natural man or your spiritual man. Yes. And if you're going to operate in your natural man, then you're, you're going to do everything in your flesh, whatever feels good to you in that moment. And that's going to bring challenges. It's not going to be easy, but you can also operate in your spirit. And if your spirit right. is doing all of your choices for you and it's helping you out, then you're going to have that discernment. You're going to have that conviction. You're going to have that. Not all choices are long drawn out choices. Some of them are instant choices that we have to make. And we have to remember that God's going to give that to us, that discernment, that, you know, that feeling that that doesn't really settle right with us. But we have to f- to slowly feed the spiritual man, not our flesh. That's right. I seen a, uh, a drama one time. Um, my wife and I, we were, we were youth leaders. We were young. Uh, I don't even know 
we had any kids at the time. We might have. Tony may have been just a little bitty. But uh, we went to a winter fest as, as youth leaders. And um, whoever at the time had done this drama, and it was it, it was a really good picture of what we're talking about. And these this guy had come in, and him and his girlfriend was on a date, right? And he had this, this other person on, like, this chain. And they were, like, crawling around, right? Well, that... That was his flesh, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, he goes in and, and the conversation starts off as, you, you know, well, I've been, I've been reading my Bible and I've been doing all this stuff. You know, I've been, you know, I, I, I'm ready for the, for this date. And then as the date goes along, his, his thoughts begin to change. You know, man, she's, she's really hot, man. I'd really like to take her out. You, you know, I'd really like to, you, you know, maybe, maybe we should go out to, you know, to like a, a, a parking lot afterwards or, you know, and, and as he, as he makes these decisions and I can't remember every word for word, but as he, as he makes his decision, his flesh grows, mm-hmm. right? So his spiritual man decreases and, and his, his fleshly man grows. Well, by the end of it, you know, he's entertained all these thoughts. And by the end of this, this drama, you know, he's like, he's like, wait a minute, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be thinking these thoughts. And by that time he had he had already fed that flesh so much it was overpowering his spiritual man and he was making bad decisions. You know, all from entertaining thoughts, all from feeding the wrong side of him. You you know, instead of feeding his spiritual man and 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 bringing every thought captive under underneath the uh uh, uh Underneath the uh, subjection of Jesus Christ and, and and all that stuff, he he entertained all those thoughts. Yes. And so, um, you know, it's it's absolutely right. You have to be careful about what you whether you're feeding your flesh or you're feeding your spiritual man. And, you know, and in the same way, there's no gray area. You you know, there's no gray area. You're either pushing yourself to be better or you're dying. One or the other. You're not. You're never. There's never a neutral position. You know, I tell people all the time, you're either fighting or you're dying, one or the other. And um, and that's true in our spiritual man. So we're going to continue talking about this uh, right after this break. Let's get with it. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday Come be a part of the discussion. 
Hello, this is heaven. May I help you? Hello, I'd like to know how to get to heaven. Well, sir, are you a sinner? No, I'm a good guy. Oh, then you're sinless. Well, I'm not sinless, but I've done more good than bad. Then you are a sinner. In that case... Well, what am I supposed to be? Perfect? Yes. Well, then how do I get into heaven? First step is to admit that you're a sinner. But I'm not. I'm sorry. We can't help you. Thank you. Hello, this is heaven. Compared to some of the people I work with, I'm a pretty good guy. But we're not comparing you to others, sir. We're comparing you to God. Well, that's impossible. Okay. Thank you. Hello, this is... Okay, suppose I'm not perfect, then what? Then you need to ask Jesus to forgive you for being a sinner. But I'm not that bad. Okay. Thank... Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Now, I asked Jesus to forgive me, then what? Well, since he already paid the penalty for your sin, then he will forgive you. Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the web at lifelinepro.com. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 North Westwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, welcome back to Real Men Talk. So we're going to continue talking about the power of choices. Um, you know, before the break, we had, we were talking about you. You know, there's not really any gray area and stuff. Um, when we talk about choices, you have to talk about both sides of it. You, you know, and of course, we were talking about you, you know the bad side of choices and and the consequences of it. But but why do we have choices? You know, it, I I had heard I was listening to a debate, um, kind of sort of it was it was an atheist and then it was a, a Christian man, and they asked him, they, and they're like, well, why? Would it be better if we none of us had choices? If if our cho- or if our choices were limited, and you wouldn't have so many bad decisions, you know, because nobody would have those choices to make those bad decisions. And you know, I think a lot of people um, that don't understand God and don't understand His Word can see how this is this could be a good argument, but. You have to understand in order to have free will, you have to have both sides of it. You know, it's just like why if if God put if God put the tree of knowledge of good and evil inside the garden, right? He he already put it in there. Why why did he allow Satan in there? Cuz Satan was only in there because he was allowed in there. You, you know, God is God is all powerful. You you know, I mean, he if he didn't want him in there, he wouldn't be in there. So why was he in there? If the tree was in there, why? Why was he in there? Because, and the tr- the truth is, is because they had to have the choice. Right. You know, and you have to be able to be compelled either way, and you have to be able to physically make a choice. And that's what that's what proves our love for God. When you know today, since since the fall, since Adam and Eve's fall. 
we are born into flesh. Um, our or we, I should say, we are born into sin. Our flesh desires sin. It desires sex outside of marriage. It desires, you know, to, to be an alcoholic. It desires, you, you know, the, the feeling, uh, the good feeling of drugs. It, it desires, you know, my pride. You know, it wants to solely be about me and not about anybody else. But when we reject that side of us and we're like, God, I would rather have you than my own desires. There is no higher love to God than that. You can you can say what you want, you could do what you want, you you know whatever, but when you make that conscious choice, God, I choose you over myself. When God sees that, he sees no higher love. And it is and in order to have that decision, in order to have that decision, in order to be able to make that choice, there has to be the negative side of it. Yeah, when we look at God's, uh, when he was talking to the disciples in Matthew sixteen twenty four, he said, then Jesus said unto his, unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny, deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. It's not, he doesn't want us to physically deny who we are. But he wants us to deny who we have made ourselves because from the moment that we are born, we have either made choices or we've not made choices and not making a choice is still making a choice. And some people now, nowadays we get to the point where we're just like, you know what? I'm just not going to make a choice. I don't, I don't want to make a choice. I don't want to have to deal with this. I want to pretty much throw my, my troubles and everything else away, which is fine. But in first Peter three 15, he says, but in your heart set apart Christ as the Lord, always be prepared to give an answer. We are yes. always prepared, especially as uh, as followers of Christ. We are always prepared. We always have to be prepared to give an answer because there's a lot of things that are going wrong in our world. There's a lot of things that lead us away from Christ. There's a lot of things that are pushing us toward living inside of our flesh, feeding our carnal man. But we have to always be prepared to give a choice, to go, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, to follow him, to choose God. Um, we, we do have that, that option. And sometimes it's, it's hard. Like we talked about earlier, it's, it's hard to do that. It's not easy. You, when you got the world around you who's telling you to do one thing, who's telling you to choose one thing, who, who wants you to choose homosexuality, who wants you to choose abortions, who wants you to choose um, everything that the Bible teaches against when it, when you have to deny the truth of Christ, it's hard because everybody else is going against you. And we, as Christians, we have to make that choice to follow Christ. Even, even when it's hard, even when it's not because by us not saying anything, that is a choice by Christians, not speaking out by not saying anything, by not taking a stand, by not saying what is correct. You're still making a choice and your choice is to be silent and your choice is to pretty much silence the word of God. And we, we can't make that choice. We, it's too dire right now to not make that choice by not making a choice. That's right. You know, um, I read this book, this letter to the American church by Eric Metaxas. And mm-hmm. he talks, he talks about this, you know, he talks about silence being, being a price, um, or, or speech being a price. 
um, you know, he talks about, you know, the, the German church, which we've, we've talked about on here before, but, uh, it, it, um, it's worth repeating. And, um, you know, he talks about how the, the church in Germany pre Hitler, um, could see, see what was coming. And instead of speaking out, they were silent. And they didn't want to speak out on those issues. They didn't want to speak up about what was happening. And we see the result of their silence. You know, when you begin to start start talking about how silence is also a choice, um, that is one hundred percent correct. If if you were if you were silence in the face of evil, you are allowing evil to take place. Um, and and that and if you look. If you look, this is exactly what Adam did in the garden. Mm-hmm. When, when it says that the Eve took a bite and she handed it to Adam, who was there? Who was there? He was there with her. And instead of speaking up and standing against devil, the, the against Satan, he he stood there silent. And he was a coward. And he he entertained these thoughts, and in his silence, he allowed evil to take place. He could have very easily been like, "No, Eve, this is not what we're doing." You know what God said. This is what God said. This is what we're going to do. This is how this is how we're going to react to this decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead, his silence allowed evil to take place. And you see it today, even inside the church. Inside the church, you see churches that are silent. You know, in, in the things that, that are happening today, men, the, the, the reason why we, the, this, uh, the reason why America is in the shape that it's in today is because the men of the church for too long have, been, have made the choice to be silent instead of standing up against issues. Standing up against political issues, standing up against moral issues. You know, it, we would we just want you, you know. Well, we just want to preach the gospel. We just want to preach the gospel. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to take away from the gospel. That is that is who we are. That is the reason why we are saved. But part of being a Christian is to stand up against evil. And right. part of and being at- a man is to look after and invest eternally. And that means standing up against evil today. So you can silence it tomorrow. Right. And you, you look at the gospels. They didn't, we didn't get the gospel by people sitting down and not doing anything. Every part of the gospel, they stood up and they did what was right. I mean, look at all the whole book of the new Testament. I mean, you start out with God standing up against the church, standing up against leaders at that time, telling them, Hey, you've corrupted my word. You've taken Mm -hmm. my word and you've twisted it and you made it this whole horrible thing that it's not meant to be. You've taken it and you've made it into this monetary thing and you know, you can do this and you give me more money here and I'm going to do this. You've taken it and you capitalized on it and that's not what it is. You are contradicting my word and he stood up against it. He spoke the truth. He made that decision. And then you look at the disciples and you look at Paul and you look at Timothy and Titus and Philemon and all the other books of the Bible. And you know, we got the book of revelation from John being exiled to the Isle of Patmos for not doing what he was, what they thought he was supposed to be doing. It's literally, we have the whole new Testament because people stood up and they were doing what was right. What God had, had called them to do what they had to 
what they, they denied themselves. They took up their cross, they followed the Lord, and they denied themselves. And yeah, that got them into some bad situations, but their reward was far greater than anything on this earth that we could do. And sometimes we forget that this earth is only for a season. It's only for a time. We forget that there's a whole eternity that is out there that is just waiting for us to to enter into, but we can't enter in if we don't deny ourselves and we don't make the choices that we're supposed to make. That's right. And we, we see, you know, when, when you look at, at the word of God, um, Paul, Paul wrote two thirds of the new Testament and over half of it was sitting in a prison cell, Mm -hmm. you know, and because he, he, he wouldn't back down. You look at Peter, in Acts, you know, and and they told him they they beat him, they beat him and told him to be quiet. And him and John went back to the church and was like, "Hey, we were beat for the glory of God." And guess what they did? They went out the next day and they preached and the they gospel did it again. And they yes. did it again. And we have to be we have to be able to get over ourselves, our fleshly selves. We have to be able to be like, okay, we have to invest. Eternally, I think this is one of the biggest downfalls of men today. Mm-hmm. We do not understand the importance of investing eternally. And you say, well, how do you do that? The choices that you make today have an effect on tomorrow. The way that you raise your kids today will have an effect on the next generation. And so when you begin to invest in your kids, taking them to church, teaching them to love the word of God, teaching them what is right and what is wrong, teaching them accountability, teaching them how to be a man of God, teaching them how to be a woman of God, when you begin to to invest in them eternally, then you can you can see the the outcome of what what tomorrow is going to bring and we do not as men in this generation we do not understand the importance of investing eternally right and i was when i was looking at this we were talking about i was thinking okay choices 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 what 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 can we talk about choices because there's so much to talk about and i was looking at and i asked the question what do your choice what do your decisions what do your choices say about you you as a man you as a person Ooh, that's good and i and i came up with these three things one it shows what you value you yes. either value your flesh or you value your spirit you either value what's on earth or your reward in heaven and the second thing was what what are you committed to what where where are you going to place most of your time because you can't serve two masters you That's can't right. serve you, you, you can't i mean there's a lot and then the last one that says it i thought about it saying it, it tells your story because you look at people who have it seems easy for them to make a, a good decision you look at people i i do this all the time I look at pastors and I look at, you know, elders in our church and I look at people and it's like, it's just so easy for them to make a good decision for them just to follow Christ. And it seems so hard, like even for me, like, and I'm not even saying that I'm good because I'm not like I make bad decisions every single day and I should make better decisions and I'm working on it. But it just, when you look at other people and you look at their life, I mean, you're like, why is it so easy for them? Why, why is it easy for them to make choices? But it, it, it wasn't easy. It never was easy for them no. because God tells us it's not going to be easy, but they made that choice. They made, they took their story. They made their testimony. Yes. They took it and they were like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. I'm going to do my best. Yes, I'm going to fail, but I'm going to do what I can to live how the Lord teaches us to live. And 
that's, that's what their decisions say about them now that it, it was easy. And I asked one of them one time, I was like, why is it so easy for you just to do what's right? Why is it so easy for you to talk to the Lord and hear from the Lord? Why is it so easy for you to discern? Like, I want that so bad. And this was years back. I was like, I want this so bad. Why can't I get it? And they're like, it, it wasn't, it's, it's not meant to be easy. Like there was times that it was hard. Now I, I even asked God if he was even there but they're like, I just believe that he was. And I just continued and over time. And he's like, I'm talking years. He goes, it, we got there. Right. But the, but it, it created their story, their choices and their decisions. It, it created their testimony. And that's ultimately through our choices. That's what we're creating. We're creating our testimony in Christ, our testimony and what he's done for us. That's right. You know, I always talk about how, you know, which I'm, I'm very quickly becoming gray headed. Um, and uh yeah you are well because i'm old but you know i always <laughs> I always say that gray hair is wisdom you know mm-hmm. and um because the, the this older generation you know the in our church is like the bill marvins and and mm-hmm. and them you, you know the the wisdom that you glean off of them you know the chuck lamberts and, and, and mickey gums you you know and, and these these guys the, the wisdom that you glean off them, but what what you have to understand, it's easy to ask that question. Well, why can I have that? But mm-hmm. what they and they would tell you this too: failure is the best teacher, right? And the reason why they have the wisdom that they have today is because they understand the failures that they had and they learn from them. You know, it's not because it was it was necessarily easy from them, for them, but they they took their their they never took a loss; they only took a lesson. You know, that's like one of my favorite quotes, uh, you know, but when when you realize, OK, hey, this this decision that I made this time was wrong. So I know next time that I have to learn from it and not make that decision again. You, you know, when we talk about choices, it's never about being perfect, perfect. Jesus himself does not expect perfection. If he did, he wouldn't have to die on the cross. What he expects is he expects obedience. He yes. expects progress. You, you know, and it's not, we're not talking about leaps and bounds. We're talking about pushing yourself. I always, uh, I always tell people, push yourself to be better tomorrow than you were today. It's, it, it's not about, um, it, I, I had Larry Teeters, um, when we were working out, when he first started working out with me, uh, it, you know, of course he, he was on a much smaller weight. I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, don't, it's not about the weight. It's about pushing yourself to be better. If you're doing this today, that's fine. If this is what you can do, you push yourself to do more tomorrow. And it's the same way in the spiritual realm. You push yourself today to be better tomorrow. And when you push yourself, you're bound to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. We're human. And God understands that. That's the reason why there's grace. But when you make them mistakes, learning from them and becoming better tomorrow is the important part. Right. And we, we got to remember in our consequences of our decisions is that sometimes, and you talked about this when it's talking about obeying Christ, it influences and interferes with our harmony in Christ. And that's what we want. We want to live in harmony with God. We want to base on trust and obedience. That's all God is asking for us is to just trust and obey him. And that's when I got married, that was one of the things that my wife's family preached was just simple obedience, just listening and doing what God has asked you to do. And that that will guide your choices. That will guide you in everything that you make. If you just sit there and you trust in him, you're going to make the right decision. That's right. Um, 
you know, and, and those choices and, and understanding you are, you're, you're going to make the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. There, there will be times you'll make the decision on how you reacted to your child or you reacted to a situation or, you, you know, you know the, the only way that you can grow is failure. You, right. you know, if, if you are successful every single time, you never learn anything. You, you know, it is, it, it is failure that, that teaches us to be better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you've got some some questions, or maybe you want to contact us, or maybe you want to know, you know, maybe about the decisions that you made. Maybe you've made so many bad decisions, you're in a place you don't know what to do with anymore. Um, contact us, email us uh, at realmen at palacepraise dot com, or you can message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Real Men Talk, Real Men Ministries, and and know that that God is for you. If you are trying to make the right decision and you fail, that is one thing. God has grace for that. And he understands that. And he wants to, to, to push you to be better and he will push you to be better. And, and learning from those mistakes and be like, okay, God, I, I, I understand what I did wrong. You know, I, I get it. You know, that, that's what repentance is. Repentance is turning away from, you know, going the opposite direction of where, where you were going. So, all right. And as always, I want to close in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk.
If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.